Hello everyone, I am Corey Andrew Powell and I am here for another episode of Motivational Mondays and I'm really thrilled to be joined by today's guest because we're going to really get into some of the misconceptions about Gen Z and she is really putting those conceptions out to pasture and uh, I'm so excited to talk to her about that. So we're joined today by McKenna Kiki Quesada and she's a 19 year old entrepreneur and she's crushing the lip gloss industry game with her brand Kiki's Cosmetics. She started formulating these handmade selections from her parents' home during the pandemic and she is today a viral sensation. Her TikTok following is uh, 1.7 million and continues to grow as does her booming business that's generated at this point close to half a million in sales in this past year. So I'm just saying, um, first, welcome Kiki to Motivational Thank Mondays. Thank you, Corey. Yes, I'm yes, so excited to be here. Well, we are happy you're here too. Now, before we started, uh, before we began recording, I shared with you a little bit about uh, I wanted to get your feelings about the misconceptions of, of Gen Z being lazy and not wanting to work, which is a really bizarre assessment considering what your generation is really doing. But when you hear something like that, what does that make you think? How do you respond? Um, I hear the misconceptions and I understand it in a way, looking at it from an outside perspective. But um, mm -hmm. me personally, I always felt like my dream was never to go to college and go to a university and get like the standard route. I wanted to take a different route and make my time worth it because it's like what you do with your life. That's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. So why not do mm -hmm. something that you love? So I feel like we always like try to find different ways to enjoy our work and like express our passion. And that could be misconceived. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny too. It's, it's such a um, faux pas to ever ask a woman her age. However, I believe there's like a cutoff, probably if she's over 25, then don't. <laughs> but in your case, I mean, you're like, you're 20 years old, right? Yeah. I just turned 20. I mean, come on. That's incredible. I mean, you're 20 years old and uh, you're welcome. No, it's amazing because, you know, at 20 years old, I don't even, I mean, a lot of us at 20 had no idea where we were going. And by 20 for you, you've got a well-established company and a, a well-established brand in one of the most difficult industries to break through, like soft drinks and cosmetics. It's really not an easy thing to do. So let's go back a little bit to, I know part of your legacy is you began this amazing journey during the pandemic when you start, began creating. So tell a little bit about the backstory about how you got your companies together. Mm -hmm. I started in 2020 and it was like peak pandemic. I was a competitive dancer. Dance was done. Like school was done. I had nothing to do. And that was after mm -hmm. being busy seven days a week, like all the time. So I had a lot of time to think and I saved up some money from my part-time job. And then I started seeing the TikTok small businesses blow up. And I was like, that's something I can do. Like, that's really cool. I saw, um, I remember it was a sticker business and she was in her room and she had like all these shelves on the wall. And she was like, they ordered one of these and it was like shopping. And I was like, that looks so fun. So then um, I was like, what can I do? And I was like, I love makeup. I love cosmetics. I love soaps. And then um, I just started with Amazon supplies and I made a few for my friends and family and they were like, this is good. And I was like, hmm, okay. So were you making like bundles from products and selling them as like kind of as a kit? So were you selling like individual things from Amazon uh, products? How that? Well, it started with just a few lip glosses. My main thing was lip glosses and still is my main thing, but um, I started with lip gloss and then uh, this was right, I started in August. So this was right up when Halloween was coming up, Christmas. 
And then I would take different shades of lip glosses and then bundle them together. And then when I started expanding into like skincare and soaps and lotions, that's when I was like, okay, maybe I can do like a rose theme bundle and make everything rose scented and then add a lip gloss. So it just all kind of came together. <laughs> yeah. And that's an important component too for entrepreneurs who are listening or anyone who is thinking about starting a business. One of the most important things is the innovation, right? to think outside the box. As I mentioned, there's so many other companies doing cosmetics and what is going to be the differentiator sometimes is like the business person behind those brands. So that's a little bit of what you did to differentiate yourself. But uh, was it more of a conscious effort in that point for you to go, yeah, I have to do some significantly different things to stand out? Yeah. At first it was not conscious at all. I was just kind of like, people like this, I'll make more of this. But um, now it's like, I'm trying to think of different things to do. And a big thing that I do is like collections. So right now we have a Zodiac collection where I'm launching a different, like all of the Zodiacs all throughout the months. So it's like one Zodiac per month. And then that keeps people engaged because they're like, oh gosh, I have to wait till November for Scorpio because I'm a Scorpio. Right. And um, I have so many people that I've had DM me and they're like, I have the whole entire collection. I just need one more. And it's just like, it's a collector's item. It seems like mm. it's super cool. That, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like eventually that's, that's when a brand begins to penetrate pop culture. And that's when it gets to be a whole other level, which is, it makes perfect sense as to why you um, are having the success you're having. So when you um, were starting out, were there people who thought, uh, you know, this is not going to go anywhere? Why are you doing this? Or was it full support or was it a mixture of both? Um, it was definitely a mixture of both. I obviously don't know what people were saying like behind me, but I'm sure a lot of people from my high school had their opinions. But um, yeah, yeah. From my family, it was full support. And my mom was like, at first she was like, oh, Kiki's in her room, like making lip gloss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then once it started to take off, she was like, okay, this is a thing. And then she immediately started helping me. Even my mm -hmm. dad too. It was like, I needed a desk. They went to Target, bought me a desk and built it that same okay. day. Okay. Like, yes. It was awesome. Yeah. Again, you talk, you're, you're touching on some really serious points because so many conversations I have here with leaders, people who are successful, very often it happens because they get support. You know, they have a support system. I mean, uh, it's it's very unlikely and hard to do it. Um, yeah, on your own. I agree. Yeah, and so um, and also, you know, look, parents when they see money coming in, they're like, oh, wait, okay, so <laughs> it, it changes everything. They're willing to help. So, did you? You mentioned college in the beginning. So, did you think at that point when you saw it coming in, you're like, you know what? Is that the realization for you? Like even if it's not about totally putting college off, saying right now I'm not going to college, I have actually sort of bypassed that step to begin a career and bring an income. So that's what I'm going to stick with. Was that a conscious choice at that point? Well, I actually was doing college when I first started, like when I first started blowing up on social mm -hmm. media. And I think I did a year and a half of community college because it was always the plan to go to community college. Like that's what mm -hmm. I wanted to do. I just yeah. never had the drive to go straight to a university and like figure out my career right then and there. Mm -hmm. So I did do a community college and then um, I got extremely overwhelmed and I've never been very good at school. So it was like, that was not something that I was motivated to do. So I took a step back from college and I would like to go back eventually, but just right now it's not in the books for me. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you raise another great point. I mean, this is really a, a wonderful conversation because I am also a very, very strong proponent of community colleges in general. And I think it's starting mainly because of the fact that they're typically less money. Mm-hmm for you to get your feet wet in the academic upper higher education field without the big necessarily financial commitment that may, you know, may get blown, maybe wasted, right? If you don't like it or if you flunk out or all those things. So first of all, that's a very smart um, way to approach it. And then later on, you can always then, after you get your two-year degree, then decide what your major is and then go on to your four-year school. Yeah. So I think that's smart. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And um, I think now you bring up another point too, which is, going back later, there is the opportunity later than you'd go back with a purpose and focus. If you were to yeah, go back that's later. My big thing. There's no rush. It's like, mm-hmm. there's so much time in the world, especially for school. Cause you don't have to be a certain age to go to college. It's just whenever you can. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And were they, were there any other challenges other than maybe anyone who had lack of support? Were there any actual, like kind of on the business side, things you had to overcome as a young entrepreneur? Um, just learning the, like, I'm still learning every single day, but just learning the actual like technical business things. Mm -hmm. And it was like a lot of Google, a lot of YouTube, (laughs) I needed, um, people to talk to. And it's like, when you go into this field, usually your parents don't really know about that either, unless they're business minded or they have a business of their own. And I would always like depend on my mom or my dad to say, Oh, I need help with this. Can you please tell me what to do? But they didn't know what to do. But my mom, that's where she came in. And she was the one that was always like, okay, I found this article on Google. Here's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just teamwork. Yeah. yeah. So mom was like market research at the same time. <laughs> she's she's helping fulfill orders. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. Yeah. All right, mom. Well done, parents. Well done. <laughs> and I do wonder as well, you mentioned the girl with the stickers, you know, and you saw that kind of inspired you. So other than like the bundle stuff that you did from the product standpoint, you talk about how you differentiated yourself, but in general to have a presence on social media, on TikTok, which is also a sea of competition. I mean, everything from, you know, cat videos to people, you know what I mean? Everything. So how did you differentiate yourself in that space where you are, where you just gained a following as well? Like the, what, what attracted people to you and what keeps them there? Um, what I think is that, cause when I first started my TikTok page, I remember specifically I was in my bedroom and I was like filming an unboxing and I was like, I'm going to do a voiceover for every single one of my videos. And at the time it was like, no one was doing voiceovers. It was just like a sound, a sound over the video, mm-hmm. no talking. And I was like, that's how I'm going to be different. People are going to hear my voice every single video and they're going to know it's me. Mm-hmm. So that was my beginning thing. And then now it's like doing things that aren't already out there. I mean, obviously, but um, like, I like to do, I like to think of entertainment, but also education. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'll entertain, but at the same time, I'll say, I'm adding this because this does this, if that makes sense. Right. No, definitely. And also what's another um, thing people should keep in mind too. And I talk about this often here is the most successful people I've learned it's only, they only find success fully when they are bringing their most authentic selves to what they're doing, you know, and yeah, and you're a prime example because you found a passion, something that you like, you know, so with the soaps and the lip gloss, and it's not like you went and tried to, you know, sell timeshares or something. Yeah. (laughs) 
you know, something you knew nothing about. Right. So it's really important that people sort of, you know, figure out that. Now I have, I just want people to understand too, the, the magnitude of, um, if I have these numbers, right. Cause I was just like looking up some numbers. So in 220, you know, you were like under $10,000 in revenue, then oh, 128,000 and then 2022, like 400, 11,000, like that's roughly, you know, sort of the numbers that are online of what you've done. And I cannot imagine at that point, the pressure for a person who's 19, 20 years old I know. to have to now manage that level of business. So what was the first thing you did? Were you like, okay, I need to now hire people in place or are you still trying to manage all those things on your own? We're definitely still managing, but um, the steps I took last year when I started seeing those numbers, it was insane. But um, I (laughs) hired a few of my friends. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, is this real? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hired a few of my friends that live out here because I do live out, I work out of my house. So it's like, I can't hire some random person off of the street because it's my house. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so I hired a few of my close friends and they still work for me today, which is Mm. amazing. And that really helped because it was like, now we can make a thousand lip glosses a day easily and still have time to do other things. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, as far as just getting work done, that's what, that's the steps I took for continuing the business. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. So with your growing success and sales and all that good stuff, that of course takes a required a lot amount of time. And obviously, and first of all, social media in general, when you're just trying to gain following, is already like a full time job in itself. <laughs> you let alone add in now that there's products involved, you're successfully selling, um, and you are a young woman. So how do you balance your social life, which is really important, or like you know the the self-care aspect so you don't burn out, which is also an important thing to talk about. That is a great question. That has been a very rocky journey for me. And Mm. um, now this year, I've really been focusing on like, I have to allow myself to take a break. And it's like, it sounds so silly, but in my brain, it's like, I cannot stop working until I allow myself that break. And Mm. um, what I do now, I have a set schedule. So it's not like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll make this today. It's like, no, I'm going to make this in the morning and then I'm going to make my videos and then I relax. Mm. So it's like also the weekends for my social life, I give myself the weekends and Mm. I don't set my alarms. I wake up when I want. I hang out with my friends. So also my friends work for me. So it's like socialize. Yeah. 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 No, that's good because that's a really big, important part. I was speaking to um, a really major executive at uh, Disney World, uh, former executive. He's retired now. I have his book there. His name was Lee. Yes, Lee Cockrell. And um, yeah, he's just a really amazing guy with his book about Disney magic and his like 30 or 40 years of working in that realm. Yeah, a lot of great stuff to to learn from him. But one thing he mentioned was like, you know, if you um, don't take care of yourself, that's a big problem. And he talked about how people plan for vacations, like for years in advance, they'll plan everything, but they don't know how to plan their life. So what you said was really important. You set yourself on a regimen, so to speak, yes, to sort of, to sort of like to sort of strategize your day and get yourself on a regimen so that it can help you with mm-hmm. not burning out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That is very important to me. Yeah. That's amazing. So I think 
One other, the other thing with young people too, is that people sometimes underestimate younger generations in general. That's always happened. But if there's some other young entrepreneurs out there who have an idea and a dream or something that they are wanting to do in the business realm, what would be your advice to them? My advice is always go for it, obviously, because there is enough room at the table for literally anything. And me going into a lip gloss business, I was like, is this even going to work? I mean, there's <laughs> Sephora, there's Ulta, there's I mean, thousands yeah. of brands. Big, big names. So, yeah. Yeah. But there is seriously enough room for everybody. And it's like, mm. especially now on TikTok, there's, I want to say like, at least a hundred thousand lip gloss businesses, but mm-hmm. everyone is getting their bread. Everyone is doing the thing. So yeah. just go for it and be consistent. Yeah. yeah. The consistency is a big one. And I do wonder, um, it's a big one. It's, yeah, it really is because, and you do make me wonder too about something else. I mean, we, when we talk about these big multi-million dollar brands, the Sephora, the Matt cosmetics, all those people who are out there, I don't really know like why or how, how those two places exist where you as an independent brand can be as successful, whereas they or can be successful and then they are successful too. Do you think that you guys are talking to, when you say there's enough room for everybody, is it because you guys are sort of targeting different demographics or segments? I mean, what do you think would mean, like, like why is there enough room for everybody? I do believe that it's all about who you're targeting because me personally, my audience is on TikTok. It's like, 10 to 13 and then on youtube it's 18 to 24 and that's why i focus for my brand i focus on the colors i focus on pinks and purples and vibrant colors that would attract like a younger audience because i am young so it's like Mm -hmm. that's what i like um but when you think of i feel like when an adult or an older person would think of makeup they would immediately think of mac like that's just Mm -hmm. something to think of so right. um, yeah. it's all about who you're targeting, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, each brand also, it's funny how each brand sort of evolves with a generation. Yeah. So the people who think of Mac now as an older person's cosmetic, they were your, they were probably your age. They were your target audience when Mac started, you know, that's kind of, so they kind of grown up and now there's another brand who speaks to the younger people yeah. as, as the Mac customer has matured. Yeah. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's how that works. Now, what makes you stay motivated to be like continued inspiration, like despite challenges and setbacks that you might find or encounter? What keeps you motivated every day to keep going? I stay motivated just like thinking about this is what I prayed for. This is what I wanted. Like a year ago, I was like praying that I would have a thousand orders to package all day and night. Mm. And like, Sometimes I get lost in my head and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. This is too much. I don't want to make lip gloss. But then I'm like, two years ago, this is all I begged for. And like, this is what I wanted. So it's like, I never take that for granted. It's like, you always have to stay humble and just understand that like, this is what you want. So it's Mm -hmm. just one step at a time. And oftentimes it's like, you can't depend on motivation because you're not always going to be motivated. So it's like, Mm. even on the days where I'm tired, same thing with the gym. Cause it's like, when you wake up, it's like, do I need to go? But then it's like, (laughs) you're not motivated all the time to go to the gym. So, um, that's how I view getting work done and stuff. But it's like with my schedule, especially I have to do it. So Mm -hmm. that, yeah, yeah, that's how I stay motivated. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's really important because I just watched this morning, oddly enough, uh, an interview with Madonna from like 1999. And she was talking about the fact that she had actually dreamt of everything 
that she had envisioned could come true. And it did. And some morning she's just like, oh, <laughs> I got to be the pop star today. Like, and then she remembers, well, you know, I, I asked for it and I got it. And that's like mm -hmm. the fact that you really achieved it is to be celebrated, right? So why complain about it? Exactly. Well, thank you so much, McKenna Kiki Quesada, 19-year-old entrepreneur and CEO, founder of Kiki's Cosmetic. Thank you so much for being here today on Motivational Mondays. I had so much fun talking with you. Thank you for listening to Motivational Mondays presented by the National Society of Leadership and Success and available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Corey Andrew Powell, and I'll see you again here next week.